You're listening to WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston's community radio station. Hello, hello. You're listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. Hi, I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. And always, we kind of talk a little bit about, you know, not giving up. And there are so many reasons to give up, but there's also so many reasons to hold on. And we would like to believe that we are here to help you hold on, to help you find faith, your faith, your strength in the midst of weakness or the midst of confusion and the midst of mishap. Uh, It's funny, the Bible tells us that God is not the author of confusion. And all the time when I'm feeling like there's a lot of confusion, I realize "Mm -hmm, the enemy is somewhere. Now, whether the enemy is in the event, in the environment, in the people, the Bible tells us that we fight not against flesh and blood, but against spiritual wickedness, right? Demonic forces, you know? So we're not fighting that person. We're not fighting, um, you know, uh, the the system. We're we're fighting the the enemy who jumps in, gets in some kind of way. He gets in our thinking. Uh, Sometimes we might be the enemy to someone, right? Uh, But nevertheless, we want to talk a little bit about um, healing, right? How to not give up. There's some people uh, who I know that are right now in the hospital, um, kidney failure, uh, cancer. Um, A a few people that I know are really fighting cancer. And so, um, you know, and in that situation, it can seem dismal. You can get negative report, you know, from the doctor. But even in that, we suggest that you can hold on, that you can put all your trust and your faith in the Lord, and he can help you through it. Now, in our intellect and in our mind, it's just like, nah, you know, it doesn't seem like it's even feasible, it's going to work, it's even a solution. But it's a supernatural solution. You know, we need a miracle in those situations. And a miracle isn't something that we can generate. It's something that happens that God does. And it's supernatural, right? The doctor couldn't do it. Medicine couldn't do it. And we need God to move supernaturally. And just on one of those um, people that I'm in my heart and mind right now, the young man, uh, he was slated to pass away literally um, in March, you know, March 27th. They said that's going to be kind of like the day. And right now it is April, and I hate to say um, April 4th, and what we find out is that he's walking around. He's about to be sent home. And that's a miracle because the report was there that he wasn't going to make it. Um, and we could believe that report, but we believe that we want to step out by faith. We want to go one more step to what we think. Oh, he's not going to make it. We could have just been making arrangements. And, and it kind of seemed a little dismal. But yet we continue to pray. We continue to push in. We continue to believe God. And that right there, giving you that strength, that tenacity, that hope, 
You know, um, another way sometimes we can look at it is, you know, what do we have to lose, right? But, you know, to pray and trust and believe God, you know. Um, but I also, for myself, don't want to, you know, use God as my last hope, my last resort. Well, I don't have any other hope, so I'm going to trust God. Well, that that's not what he wants. And if we were to look at God as a good friend— a good friend would really want to be there with you through the difficult times, the the good times, the, you know, in the between times. But, um, and God wants the same thing. He wants us to be his friend <clears throat> in a sense, you know, not, you know, where we're disrespectful and forget to honor him because he is, you know, God of the universe. And there is a reverence and a respect and an honor and a bowing to and a worship that we we also have. But Jesus sticks closer than a brother. He sent his son, Jesus, you know, um, to restore our relationship to so that we can, um, you know, be healed. And if I were to just uh, switch for a moment uh, to our scripture in Isaiah 53, it says, you know, and I'm going to start from the beginning. I, I really want to get to the place four and five, you know, but we're going to start at the first verse. And we're just going to kind of just walk down a little bit uh, of it. And who has believed our message? And to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? You know, that's so powerful right now because it's so hard sometimes to believe the message, the gospel message of healing and hope because, uh, you know, we, we're like I said, we're, we're seeing, we're seeing um, all this pain. We're feeling this pain. We're seeing all this trouble. We're hearing all the negative reports in the news and things. And so um, it can seem a little dismal but who has believed our message i might be you might be listening and you believe you might be a believer in christ and you may not be right but sometimes things happen in our life that you know yourself only god could have done it there only had to, there only could have been a supreme being that supernaturally intervened or we wouldn't be here you wouldn't be here you know the, the the car that almost skidded off the road and yet somehow it, it, the the tire was you know held uh, onto the, the the road you didn't go off the the cliff or the ditch we've, we've or, or, or maybe you were so drunk and you drove or some something that you might have done and God was there protecting you and guiding you right I think sometimes we protect and guide those um, who might be off a little bit until they can come to understanding, come to themselves. Amen. The the devil does play a a, a major role sometimes in blinding blinding the eyes to where we don't see and we don't hear or we don't have understanding and comprehension. And so uh, we can get tricked and fooled. But who has believed our message and to whom has the arm of the Lord been revealed? 
I'm just praying right now that if your eyes have not been open, right, and I feel like I'm trying to get opened eyes all the time, you know, that should be a constant prayer of mine, even as I'm speaking, Lord, open my eyes and help me to see the things that you are doing that are there that I am missing because my mind, my inner eye is shut and I don't even understand. You're trying to reveal it. You're revealing it through nature. You're revealing it through the ability to love, to be able to bounce back through difficult situations. You reveal who you are um, all the time, you know, especially in nature, especially in, you know, um, God's miraculous power. And so um, I'm just praying that the Lord would continue to reveal himself to you and that you would get to know him. And I mean, really know him, you know, um, like never before. Uh, the Bible tells us in verse two that he grew up before him uh, like a tender shoot and like a root out of dry ground. Like that's how, you know, he had no beauty or majesty to attract us to him. Nothing in his appearance that he sh we should desire him. He was despised and rejected by mankind. I believe that mankind still despises and rejects Jesus Christ, the atonement for our sin, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. <laughs> He was a man of suffering and familiar with pain. And like one from whom people hid their faces, he was despised and we held him in low esteem. So we're, we're talking about a God who also recognizes pain, who recognizes the condition of humankind and is there to rescue us. I, I like to think about it sometimes is that God has a view that we don't have. If I was lost in the forest, and if you watch movies or anything or ever been lost, you just continue to recycle, circle around, you know, uh, and, and oftentimes you find yourself retracing the same steps, right? You find yourself uh, going around in circles, you're like, wow, it's been an hour. I was here before, right? You, you, you don't have a view. You don't know where to go. Your left, you know, takes you right back to where you started from. And we like to, I'd like to believe and see it that God has a view. Therefore, if I was in a helicopter, right, and I had a helicopter view while being lost, right, I would know, well, there's a path there. Matter of fact, there's a house there. You know, I see the, 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 the lights on, you know, and, and you begin to, you have a better vantage point, a better view of things. And I think sometimes we don't have the view always on what we need, the path that we should go. When we're between two decisions, what is the best path to take, right? We may not have the knowledge, and therefore we have to trust that God has an understanding because he knows the plan that he has for you. He has a view. He knows where the blocks are and how to get around them. He knows how to keep you from circling and circling. 
And when we think about the children of Israel who circled around the desert, the wilderness for 40 years, he kept them, but yet 40 years it took them before entering into the promised land. And I know that you don't want to be 40 years if you could be 40 minutes or 40 days. Definitely not 40 years. And if submitting to God and his view and vantage point, um, we really don't have anything to lose. What? What What are we unwilling to give up, right? Our, our, our way of doing things. And we've tried our way so often, and yet we sometimes come up with blocks and things that don't work, but yet we will be insistent on still doing it that way. So we have to sometimes stop, (laughs) drop, pray, right? Stop, drop to your knees and pray and say, you know, and ask the Lord, Lord, help me, reveal to me the path, reveal to me the answers. And supernaturally, God gets them those answers to us, right? He took our pain. He bore our suffering, yet we considered him punished by God stricken by him and afflicted, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, and by his wounds we are healed. And I know it took me a minute to get through that, but what I want to put our focus on, what I want to put our emphasis on, was that we are healed. And our topic today is just kind of talking about, and I have no one in the audience today, but just putting in our hearing the ability to be strong in times of weakness. The Bible tells us that our grace, His grace is sufficient for us. That when we are weak, he is yet strong. And I can attest to times that I have been at my lowest and weakest moment. And yet somehow some he sends somebody or some shifts the situation or gives me the ability to think about it a different way where I can begin to have forward movement. Listen, you want to be moving forward. Even the children of Israel moved with God, a cloud by day and the pillar of fire by night, but they stopped when he stopped and they moved when he moved. Amen. And if we could get into the habit of developing that same type of rhythm with God. Hallelujah. And if the masses would begin to start praying for the healing power of God, amen, then we would see more blind eyes open, more cancer patients walk out set free. And I don't care what stage cancer, they would be healed in the name of Jesus. And if it means that we have to uh, strengthen our faith, if it means that we have to get on our knees, if it means that we have to call people up and begin to remind each other, like ping pong, you keep pinging pong. The Bible says that iron sharpens iron. And so that if we would continue to sharpen each other, that God said, hallelujah, that by his stripes, 
we would be healed. Then healed we would be. And I might be limping temporarily. I'm not in denial that there's pain in the leg. But what we are saying is that there is going to be a manifestation of healing catching up any minute. That I'm going to begin to walk again straight. And so thank you, Lord, for all those who are waiting on a back replacement or a knee replacement. I pray that you would be healed in the name of Jesus. I pray that you receive what Jesus did on the cross for you. Hallelujah. He set us free. And he said, whom the Son is set free is free indeed. We have to believe it. We have to see it. We have to feel it. But we have to continue to abide with him. Oh, let me encourage you today to encourage you that don't weeping may endure for a night. Amen. But joy is coming in the morning. You might be weeping because you're in pain. You might be weeping because you've lost someone. You might be weeping because you've had a breakup. But joy is coming in the morning. Don't allow depression to come like a a blanket and cover you up. Don't allow sickness to come and use uh, your down days as opportunities to come in and form tumors. <laughs> you have to press your way. Don't give up for a moment. Don't allow your thinking to give way to what is being said to you in the natural realm. When God operates supernaturally, he operates in ways that we cannot see. He operates in ways, hallelujah, that you may not always feel it. But sometimes we have reports that people said they begin to feel something warm on the inside or come upon their body, that the, uh, that the healing balm of Gilead begins to work within them. Hallelujah. And they're free. Listen, don't, sometimes we feel it. Sometimes we don't. Sometimes you see it immediate and sometimes it's a slow process. But God said that he came to destroy what the enemy was doing. He came to destroy the works of the enemy. Hallelujah. So let me just remind us for the few moments that we have left of some very pertinent scriptures. There's one in John 3, 3, 3 John 1 and 2, and it says, Beloved, I wish above all things that thou may prosper and be in health even as you, thy soul prospers. What is telling me is that I've got to build this inner man up. And as I begin to build my faith and trust in God, as I begin to build my soul power, then I'll begin to prosper. I will begin to walk and be in good health. Now you can't just do it once and you can't just do it twice, but we want it to become a lifestyle. We want it to become, hallelujah, our way of being. Amen. And we will find ourselves having less and less down days, less and less depressed days. We've got to look for things, change our perspective, look for the things that are good. Amen. Look for the things that God is doing. Surround yourself around people who are positive and motivated and excited about life, excited about what God is doing. Not ashamed, hallelujah, to tell you... Um, amen, what God is doing in this season. 
I'm looking at John 14 and 13. And it says, whatever you shall ask in my name, that will I do. That the Father may be glorified in the Son. It doesn't matter if it seems impossible. Matter of fact, the more impossible, the better. Because then you know only God could have done it. Man, you know, what's, 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 what's impossible for me and you, for people, for man, is possible with God. God is in the impossibility business. He deals in impossibilities. Oh, man, the score may be 2 to 40. It might seem impossible, but God is able. And the minute the enemy can make us think that it is impossible for God, that God is unable to do it, then he's won. Then he's got you. And so you have to know that if you're asking God for healing, he wants to do it. If you're asking God for a miracle, he said signs and wonders follow those that believe. God is wanting to do it. Ah, Hebrews 11 and 6 says, but without faith, it is impossible to please him. Without faith, it is impossible to please God. Hallelujah. So we've got to increase our level of faith. Amen. Because by increasing our level of faith, we're increasing um, the possibility. Amen. Because if you are operating in in, um, in in impossibility, then it becomes impossible for you to be able to see what it is that could possibly happen. It's not going to happen because you're not even believing for it. Or the minute you begin to believe for it, the enemy comes like a thief and takes it. Like he can take your belief. Yes. You could be leaving and hoping in something, and next thing, something comes and destroys it. And all of a sudden, you know, or disappoints or doesn't show up because we're looking at man and not God. We're just mere men and women. It is God's re responsibility to say, to prove his word, not mine. My only job and responsibility is to believe by faith. And even when my faith begins to decrease, when my faith begins to weaken and I become unassured of myself, uh, I begin to feel like I'm wavering. There's uh, Doubt is demonic because we shouldn't be doubting. We have to believe. Then we'll receive it. And for he who comes to God, must believe that he is and that he's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. So we have to believe God. Hallelujah. And, 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 and faith, you know, the definition of faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of things not seen. If you can see it, it's not faith. So that's why we have to look at impossibilities because if it's impossible, that means I don't see it yet. I don't know how you're going to do it, God. But if you can heal a headache, that you can heal kidney cancer. You can heal colon cancer. You can heal heart disease. You can, you know, 
And just as a side note is that, you know, a, a lot of our ailments are coming because of the products, these food products, because the manufacturers don't have Christ in them, evidently. They're making it with all kind of pesticides, chemicals, even eating an apple. You better wash it really well because of the wax around it. They say even a strawberry, if you put it in baking soda or salt, you'll see little worms and bugs come out of them. Like, come on. I mean, you know, that's just nat- natural, I guess, to have bugs. But the, what about our, these processed foods? You know, they're quicker, but they have to add chemicals in order to, to make it um, last longer. Side note. But I'm simply saying is that there are things that we too can do to to help longevity of life, and but yet God is able to heal blood pressure, diabetes. He's able to heal. Man, God, you've been so good to us. But you know who comes? The thief. And John ten and ten says, "The thief cometh not." but to kill, steal, and destroy. He said, but I am come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. So we get it. There's a force that is trying to take us, right? Take us down, steal from us, kill us. If somebody's trying to kill you, they don't like you. They they don't want you around. They want to take away from you take your life like we have that circling around us on a daily basis so but i like the fact that we don't have to get stuck scared or afraid of that but just recognize and realize he said but i am come the great i am the i am that i am the i am whatever you need him to be said i'm gonna come that you may have life and have it more abundantly. That's powerful. I mean, we just got to rejoice and begin to thank God. God, I thank you for coming and giving me life and, and giving it to me more abundantly. More abundantly. More abundantly. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 33, 6. I mean, read it every day in your car. We're going to kind of end on this one. Behold, I will bring it health and cure, and I will cure them, and I will reveal unto them the abundance of peace and truth. That's one thing. We need to know God's word. We need to know the truth, and we need to be able to walk in peace. You know, I've never met humans I'm now more so disrupted in their thinking, depression, anxiety, fears, so much. But the enemy has been allowed to work and operate in the lives of people far too long when we have a God who has said, I have come that you may have life and more abundantly. I have come so that you don't have to walk in depression and anxiety and in fear. I have come so that you don't have to live beneath your privilege and your means. I have come that abundant, abundant, that you don't have to have a poverty mindset. I've come that you can have life that you can have health, that you will be well, that you will share your word, that you will love, that you'll walk in peace, that you'll have joy. I've come that you would have life more abundantly. Oh, that was our encouragement today. We just wanted to encourage you that if you are sick in this season, 
If you are feeling pain, if you have a bad negative report, maybe you're just tired. Just remember, never give up. Never give up. Go to the word, pray, go to a friend, don't give up. Change your perspective, but don't give up. You've been listening to Never Give Up, where giving up is not an option. I'm your host, Rochelle Jones. Remember that greatness is on the inside of you. God bless and have a great week.